Games Workshop's Basement, hosted by John Cardell, Danny McDevitt, Val Heffelfinger, I'm Dickie, and it's Green After Dark. Welcome everyone to Grim After Dark, Warhammer 40,000's only late night show for some reason. My name is John and I am back behind the desk, poorly lit but ready to misinform, annoy, and talk about the goings on in the world of Warhammer over the last week. It's a task so massive that I cannot do it alone. And thank God I don't have to as we welcome our amazing, humble, and award-winning co-hosts. First up is a slight friend. He brings a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table. He's played some games, and he's mad as hell he doesn't get to talk about it. Let's give a warm hand to Danny McDevitt. Yeah, I'm pissed. There's all kinds <laughs> of games I want to talk about. Can we talk about Malifaux, like, for just a can minute? We, can we talk about your hobby progress right now? What's that? No, we cannot. We can't? <laughs> no, we cannot. Uh, <laughs> also joining us on the show is our resident comedy genius and all-around fantasy enthusiast. It's Val Haffelfinger. Val Haffelfinger, everyone. Comedy like genius. And I pointed like that so my arm doesn't cut off there. Beautiful. Val, back in the center TV where you belong. I did keep the glasses from going out there. I have noticed yeah. it does stop people from noticing how insanely tired and, and beaten down I am by life right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so Also where you're looking. I was just, it's excellent for eye lines. But here, I'll take it. I'll let my beady eyes shine through. Yeah, yeah. Chad's chest jumping in here. Uh, when's Danny not pissed? LOL. Uh, we can't we can't talk about that, can we, Danny? I mean, we can, but we don't want to. That's fair. It's not true colors. Uh, some, through. some minor things happened in the world of Warhammer last week. Uh, Val, we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about some some game stuff in a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. We're gonna start. I think my favorite thing that summed up Adeptcon, oh, it was Adeptcon last weekend, by the way. I'm sure it all ran smoothly. Who knows? They don't use BCP for a lot of it. Um, but we're going to start with what I think summarizes the entire weekend of Adeptcon for me, which is this sort of first meme here. Uh, Danny, what are we looking at? Uh, we're looking at a meme. Uh, this is traditionally set to a dog and death taking the dog, saying, it's time to go. Was I a good dog? And uh, no, I was told you were the best. Very heartwarming, maybe yeah. even heart tear tear jerking, heart wrenching, mm -hmm. in fact. Uh, but this is uh, replaces the dog with the Imperial Guard Codex, uh, with it asking if it was a good Codex, and Death says, uh, "I literally have no clue. I played maybe three games." <laughs> Pretty good. And this good. this one here, guys, alludes to, alludes to what, Danny? Uh, the fact that tenth edition was announced, and uh, we Number are. Three. Yeah. Oh man. If we could have like a million air horns, uh we should Dick, not play those. <laughs> the last the last time Dickie added a sound, it was the alarm for the control room, and we got nothing but complaints about the levels on that. Well yeah. <laughs> but yeah, tenth is coming. I'm gonna ask you guys real quick about this. This is kind of guard adjacent, but do you guys think world leaders should have been saved for tenth edition as opposed to coming out in the ass end of the edition? Uh, <laughs> wow, somebody. <laughs> no, I don't. I think we should, they should have gotten released right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited that they that they that they came out. I think that it's good for the game. Um, it kind of previews. It it gives people some breathing room for once 10th starts. If they want to make changes to their army or buy additional models, 
uh, just kind of pushes that forward a little bit. Um, or if they wanted to play a new army when 10th comes out. I mean, honestly, what, World Eaters came out in February? Yep. Yeah, so that gives you like a good solid four months of play with that army if you want to. Um, but like, it's not going to be dead or anything in 10th edition. It's not like your models are no. going anywhere. No. Um, I just want to point out, Danny, Justin Burns jumping up in chat. Says, Danny, John, hello. Uh, I just put brush to paint and paints plastic for the first time in three years just now. I miss you, gentlemen. Uh, Justin is a true gent. Um, yes. I had an amazing game at his house years ago uh, mm-hmm. where we didn't have cool neoprene neoprene objective markers, so we used beer caps, uh, which we had to quickly amazing. make ourselves. Um, do do? This man, this man, this man, Justin Burns. Yeah. Now, not only does, does he... Does he help uh, veterans by making motorcycles in a really cool charity gig? He also literally hunts with a falcon called yeah. Calidus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's true facts. He's a, this is a real man. human being. It's a real man. Happy, happy yeah. that you're here. Um, the only, the only uh, scraps of masculinity that I have are entirely, uh, <laughs> are entirely to do with this shirt. So this man doesn't uh, need to get gun. to wear that because you're Canadian. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is. I, I, can we move on from the Falconer uh, yeah. guy? I'm, I'm feeling a little. <laughs> Burns has a little pet sidekick too, Val. It's fine. It's like they both have falcons. Oh, uh, but anyway, I miss Pete. <laughs> yeah me too we can make it terrifyingly close to like pete's here and we haven't because like i used the technology and it was terrifying um like i just spilled the beans guys i, I did this bit i, I have a, a, a ai voice cloner that, that i subscribe to for fun and the whole thing I was gonna do this little bit where pete would come on and just talk about like weird stuff like the first one i recorded was him talking about genshin impact but the voice was so terrifyingly similar uh, that it wasn't funny it was just unnerving and i i said it to him because he was excited to hear it but i said it to him and i'm like i think i went too far i have not heard from him since so i can only assume <laughs> i can only assume he's gone out to the wild it was too much uh, it was too much yeah val chat also asking here. uh did we post last week's podcast good god uh no we haven't uh we we're two weeks behind i blame myself on the plus side on the plus side, uh, we're only paying for the hosting. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> hey, stream voodoo is where the money is. Oh, All right, that's Are, true. This, okay, yeah, fair. This is fair. where, this is where the investment is, right Good here. Good point. Uh, I will say, does the confirmation that the edition is ending soon make any of the, sort of the design decisions we're seeing inside uh, Codex World Leaders, Codex Imperial Guard, make a little bit more sense now, Danny? There was a couple changes in those books that you're like, huh. Well, less so guard, more so world mm-hmm. leaders. I think guard was clearly designed as a ninth edition book. It has carries all the hallmarks of that. Um, the only thing that's missing from that book are objectives, mm-hmm. um, like secondaries. Uh, but uh, world leaders reducing the page the pages to like three, um, yeah, and then uh, also uh, or two two pages of rules right a page of strats and a page with the rules and like their warlord traits and relics um i think it's a sign of things to come and keep in mind they did announce on the video today that they're that they're going to have enhancements similar to boarding actions Mm -hmm. Um, they called them that specifically so maybe we're looking at a combination relic warlord trait kind of a deal for all all these different armies yeah now absolutely uh, now uh call me crazy and okay Danny, the uh, the seventh edition 
Skaven army book notwithstanding. Shouldn't yeah. uh, codexes be written for the edition that they are a part of? Just throwing this out there. Maybe they wouldn't need to carpet bomb it all the time if they just, you know, wrote books that kind of worked with one another. You know, like we're of the same oeuvre. Yeah. That's the fourth time I've said yeah. that on this show. You're just I, squeezing it in there. I, I agree with you. I think I honestly I think they should just release everything at the same time. And then and that I mean that sounds like what they're doing here, which is great. Uh I really applaud that move. Um yeah. and then they're they'll release codexes as time goes on, and it sounds like there'll be additional attachments in these uh new codexes. Mm-hmm. Um so that'll let you kind of specialize your army a little bit more, kind of like uh the Angron's kind of army of renown or whatever, like the like the Angron's chosen or whatever, and how that kind of yeah. makes some modifications to your army based on just taking different units. I can see that working for like the different, like for instance, for like craft worlds and stuff like that, they could make an, an old way thing that has their own stratagems and enhancements. And then also like, it makes, you know, guardians do something cool or, or, or something like that. So I, I can see them making some cool changes to the rules in that way and making it, keeping it pretty fresh. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do Guard deserve their three months of overpoweredness in the sun? Man, Guard came out in like November, so they're going to get more than three games. This maybe is one of these people that only plays a game like once every couple of months. I and resent so that. the release wasn't for them. Guys, let's let's not forget that Guard are, are working off uh, an already incredibly overpowered stretch at the beginning of 8th edition. Um, I'm not sure if you recall, True. but they won. Uh, they won Nova. Uh, they were the well, uh, they were the scourge of of uh, of of tables across the land until probably the LVO itself. It wasn't uh, merely just guard, though, right? It was, I guess, like when guard first got released, and it was the conscript spam was pretty popular. Yeah, well, it was it was and like just all the all the guns, all the all the trucks. Like a lot of the Torox primes and things like that. It was, oh, sure, it, was, was, it, was it was spammy. Yeah, because you could do that too at the time. I was just, I just trying to I mean the most of the guard I remember from eighth edition was loyal thirty two stuff. So that you can that's get later. Command, yeah, that's yeah. later though. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they did just win Adepticon uh, Nazim for Cheney. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm literally talking guard. like September twenty seventeen <laughs> to <laughs> the like the last time Val played forty December. Like like it would be like yeah, like the, like because Eldar comes out and everyone's like Eldar sucks, and Nick Nadavadis stops watching Pornhub for a minute. And is like, wait a minute, Eldar's good. <laughs> yeah, but then there's also Yunari, and that's like, yeah, but for some reason, no one put those two things together for for a hot minute. When that Codex first dropped, the unanimous consent, the unanimous decision was Eldar suck, and then they just want everything forever for a long time. Even when we're talking it. about the not dead game, I refer only to things that are dead. <laughs> um, moving on That's here, we're going to skip reference. forward. <laughs> we're going to skip forward to slide three um, in, in a second here. But there's been a lot of talk this weekend about Lionel Johnson. Um, so I did oh. some research, and this is sort of what I dug up uh, about what everyone's did talking some research about. Here? Aren't you an I did research. Baby? Yeah, 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 been yeah, off, sure the, off the top, off the top of your head. Heck no, let's, let's bring up bring up what I found here. Uh, it turns out this, this is the Dark Angel uh, by Lionel Johnson. It's a poem from the late 19th century. Uh, Danny, why is everyone so excited uh, about this uh, Victorian English poet? Um, well, John, inclusivity is in 
at GW. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just kidding. That's not why people are excited. <laughs> people are excited for another loyalist Primarch, John. Um, That's true. Who could predicted blame here, by the way. What's that? We predicted this. We yeah. did. We did. We called it. We're we now it. one for one on takes. Um, I will say, I did actually. I got lost in a rabbit hole because I wanted to make the joke about Lionel Johnson about the poet. Uh, but like it turns out, the Primark was actually fully based uh, on this this uh, poet from the Victorian England. Turns out, uh, Lionel Johnson, the poet, was a, a gay man in Victorian England in a time where that would get him murdered. So he hid this massive secret from authorities, and then he just converted to Catholicism, was ultra Catholic in a way to show how loyal he was. Uh, and then it was all kind of comes through in this poem, "The Dark Angel," which is phenomenal. Uh, but I do. Uh, and it's actually a super good poem as well. You should definitely check it out if that's your back. If we go to slide four here, we do have the right lion up here, the right Lionel Johnson. I, I just oh, have, uh, a quick, have a quick question, though. Uh, yeah. Do you think that the writers uh, went any further than, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I, I remember in grade school, there was, a, there was the Dark Angel. Who wrote that? Yeah, that's so the Primark, I, isn't it? And then that, that just ended there, Not notwithstanding all the other... All the other traits and interesting things about Lionel Johnson. There's too many other similarities and narrative plot threads that can be connected between the two characters um, to, to make it more than a coincidence. This is obviously someone who studied the literature of the time and was very familiar with Johnson's work because the, the way the Dark Angels are as a chapter, the, the way they move to be like ultra puritical in order to repent and, and kind of throw stuff off the scent uh really just makes it it's more than a coincidence and i think honestly it's just wonderful and i love it and it's Hell such yeah. a great way to do it um i will ask on this one though guys what are some other characters um uh, from other historical authors or historical characters uh were inspirations for some of the other primarchs like it's an obvious literature one. yeah or even just movies i guess well edgar Allan poe obviously and sanguinous yeah it's fair. You mean you correct? have? <laughs> Jesus yeah, sure. Christ, man. You have no, I, I did that on purpose. I knew his name wasn't Sanguinous, but that was the other Primarch name that I knew in that moment. Uh, uh, Rebute, Gilliman, and um, the Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> um, the Khan is an you know obvious one that comes to mind, right? Like... Moby Dick. Yeah, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, right? With Khan? Yeah, yeah. right. Or Wrath of Khan, actually, is what Khan! I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. another more obvious one there, yeah. Um, that's me. <laughs> I want to say, like, Horus is quite obviously yeah. Vin Diesel from the Fast and the Furious movies. True. Because it's all about his chaos family. Uh, mm -hmm. And the more people he fights, the more people he eventually just takes along with him for the next movie. Uh, but yeah. It's it's a wonderful thing. But yeah, Danny, throw that slide back up. Uh, Danny, this is a famous Lionel Johnson quote I found. It says, <laughs> I live, bitch. Um, guys, brand new Primark model. It was one of two or three could possibly be. Uh, Danny, talk to us about Lionel Johnson. Well, <laughs> I mean, not the, like not the poet. But, okay. But Sorry, model. you had me confused. I'm like, didn't we just talk about this already? I felt like yeah. we're just repeating stuff now over and over again in <laughs> some kind of an endless loop. 
where we just play edition after edition of 40k and it's all just the same it's all the same nothing matters like we'll be thinking um, <clears throat> about the same stuff in a year from now yes and entropy will take us all but the uh uh lionel johnson famously uh primarch of the dark angel so primarch of the first legion which always were kind of the more elite of the legions and uh they got the best war gear the oldest war gear that kind of stuff because they were i mean they did some purging on terra uh like during mm-hmm. unification wars i'm pretty sure they killed all the thunder warriors it seems like something uh, that happened i think the term is retired the yeah thank warriors. you <laughs> they were they up just... early retirement they just put them to bed <laughs> they rehoused them in <laughs> small sent boxes them to florida um <laughs> florida still a shithole in the 41st millennium <laughs> as as much as i like the lion he's he's like kind of a mary sue like he's just kind of good at everything um uh so gulliman also sort of set up as sort of a mary sue in the 41st millennium as well right so were you sort of surprised we went for similar characters or would you say he's similar to gulliman no i don't think he's super similar to gulliman i don't think he cares about like the Imperium. <laughs> so I think he's kind of more into himself, which is fair. Um, I think he was pretty pissed the Emperor chose uh, Horus over him as the War Master because he felt like he was the obvious choice. He had just a, he had a similar number of wins. No other Primarch could boast as many as many victories as the Lion, other mm-hmm. than Horus. So, um, but I don't think he has the demeanor for it. Um, you know, there's a lot of secrets, obviously, that he likes to yep. keep um you know about luther his him and luther's relationship seems kind of you know like Sus. he wanted to keep that from the the emperor yeah um why do you think it is that they decided to bring lionel back now there's been whispers in the Averys of the world that that uh lehman russ is a model that's ready to go as a sure. primark there's other primarchs that are ready to go why did they choose to bring lionel johnson back at this time I think because he's the most obvious one that's been hinted in the fluff as being pretty much alive uh, and just in a sequestered location in the rock. Um, whereas mm-hmm. like Russ is still lost. Uh, Korax is pretty much like in the warp all the time. Um, the Khan is lost. Um, Dorn is probably maybe dead. Who knows? I think, I think so as an ignorant person who literally only yeah. sees these guys as like two dimensional tropes uh and Which not the uh, well i don't know i think it'd be obnoxious mm. for me to suggest that they you know haven't they been have... developed over 10 billion pages of the horse heresy they have um, all the subtlety a of a brick to the face but they they start they start as as very broad tropes and i think that anyway that, that that develops from there i was trying not to be an asshole guys look my point is here that literally the point of the show <laughs> I really like uh, the fact that the lion came back because a he isn't he is he is more character than caricature driven, so that would be like uh, similar to me as Gilliman, both Gilliman and Lionel Johnson as someone who's just reading these things as again like broad tropes, like it's not to me as immediately obvious what is like people have very strong feelings about Lionel Johnson, but. If I just look at a picture of him, I don't know why. If I look at a picture of Russ, I understand what, what Russ is all about. I look at a picture of, of of Sanguinius, I know what he's all about. He's a pretty boy and really good at stuff. You know, like, whereas Lionel Johnson and Gilliman strike me as sort of the grindy role-playing uh, elements of these, you know, of the loyalist Primarchs, 
while there's a lot of the other ones are kind of flash in the pan, but they come at that angle differently. Uh, and so yeah. I think that that kind of a nuance from the perspective of these guys are now um, going to be in, in, in lieu of, or in the it ruling instead of, um, you know, their dad um, having one that's same, same, but different, I think is kind of, oddly more interesting than like if a friggin NML, you know, like Russ like rolls in from the warp and he's just like metal as fuck and, and doing his impression of animal from the Muppets. Just yeah, rah, rah. Bad, like, wolf I, I think it's shit. I don't know. I think he's a great, tr like he's a great character, right? That uh, like, whereas Gulliman kind of embodies that like Roman Caesar emperor kind of like aesthetic, the lion kind of embodies more of like the knightly, uh, Lord, which they don't really have, uh, like a mm -hmm. Primarch that does that. Um, so it kind of, it kind of, you can kind of like, you can kind of take that theme to the bank. That's a very attractive theme for a lot of people. And the sword and shield just kind of emphasize that even more. Um, yeah. so it's a great I, yeah. model. Oh, they, they knocked, what a fantastic model. They knocked the sculpts out of the pack. I did not expect old man, um, oh. Lionel to come. I yeah. don't expect it to be such a great pose. It's a phenomenal model. Uh, chats, by the way, saying Dorn might be coming back. Uh, I really want that to happen purely so we can have a kick fight between him and Abaddon because neither of them have really arms <laughs> anymore. No arms. <laughs> so that would just be fantastic. But, uh, as fantastic a model as it is, uh, and Val, you talked about maybe the the Primarchs uh, being subtler characters and having more nuance. Uh, Gulliman legitimately just the sword of the Emperor with the Emperor's sword. Uh, and this next slide here, we see the lion is the shield of the Emperor with the Emperor's shield. Uh, and this, <laughs> yeah. this person here, very unhappy. He says, y'all remember the Emperor having a shield? I don't. What is the next Primark going to get? The Emperor's jockstrap? I mean, you should be so lucky, Maybe. right? I mean, that thing yeah. would be blessed. And also Huge. roomy, I would imagine. Also, uh, that's, they see like a tunic. That's not, that's not, uh, that's like that little pauldron badge thing. I, I added that photo to the right there because that is the shield. That's what is being used. Here's the thing Biggie, huge, large okay. man. What? Is these well, who knows? smaller than them all? Who knows? But if you look at sort of... Who uh, knows? Like, These things happen. Hold no, on. Is like, he, isn't he man-sized? I thought the Emperor was man-sized. Sometimes? No, no. no. Sometimes? sometimes he's bigger than a Primarch. It's yeah. what the plot demands at the time. Um, and that's like, like one of those Grey Knight fucking Terminator brooches that they wear. Now, imagine if that was worn by a 30-foot tall That is god. the brooch of the Emperor. <laughs> that's not, that is not the shield of the Emperor. Um... But yeah, it's, it looks amazing. Danny, what are your thoughts about the Shield of the Emperor and kind of the very subtle hinting uh, between one Primarch being the Emperor's sword and the other being the Emperor's shield? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't pick the Lion to be like super defensive, but I mean, when you embody every single character trait, you're also like an expert duelist, but also you're really stubborn on the defense. Like that's what Dark Angels are kind of, I don't know. Dark Angels have like a big identity crisis, uh, like in a lot of ways, because they just want to do too many things with the with the chapter. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I love the. So shield. they're the it's first great. legion, right? Like they're the first guys yeah. out of the yeah. the old vat of whatever Primarchs came out of. Goo. Uh, in fact, I have a slide that deals with vats of goo later. Certainly not a vagina. The no, it's the emperor's jelly juice. Uh, <laughs> let us let's just be clear here. 
Okay. <laughs> a bunch no of shamans. Vaginas. 20 shamans yeah. sacrificed well, themselves to create <laughs> one god who just <laughs> jizzed into a jar 20 different times. So it's like, legions, go. <laughs> Listen, I, it takes a village of scientists sometimes so that I can relate. It's all good. But nonetheless, mm-hmm. um, what am I saying here? He's the first legion. Like, he's the, he's the eldest. He's the yeah. eldest bro, and he gets kind of surpassed. Despite, I mean, being identified as a Mary Sue here, as like good at everything, but they all they all are, right? Like they're all well, true. They so all like, have the Emperor created right? twenty Mary Sues. Or eighteen, so like, I guess, technically. Again, it's sort of interesting because like they 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 set these things <laughs> up you? in a corner and like <laughs> they have to they have to find an interesting way out of their corners. Mm-hmm. Um so like is he just sort of the disappointed older brother all the time? Is that kind of what it is? Or is he just getting outshone by his younger siblings? Like, what's what's his deal in that regard? Um, I mean, I think all the Primarchs are generally, like, kind of the are kind of the same age. Because I think they were all, like, kind of created at the same time. So the Dark mm-hmm. Angels being the first Legion doesn't necessarily mean that he's older. But it does mean that his Legion was created first. And so they're older by, like by sheer dint of like that's when they were actually like pushed out of the factory i do love by the way chat here pointing out nobody knows the size of the emperor how he unleashes his psychic power determines his size which makes me think if he rolls a double one he's like three foot tall (laughs) which dude like hey short king's got game two man Tamara's got to Tamara's got to stay in his lane, man. Tamara, Tamara, he's got to stay in his lane and just get back to fucking playing fantasy. Come (laughs) come by the casita. Don't go. Don't go pretending like you know what's going on in 40k, pal. I see you. I didn't even bring my switch, so I I see you. Fantasy segment. Um, Moving on though uh, to this next guy here, Uh, Rubute Gulliman versus Lionel Johnson is kind of generally the theme we're going for. Danny, there is some, uh, and Taylor could yell at us for hours about what actually happened, but there's some tension between the two at heresy time. But why do you think the decision was made narratively to keep Rubute young and stasis like fresh out the can for ten thousand years, uh, making Lionel an older, kind of more haggard person? I think they both look old. Like the models, like like I'm. Does have you Gulliman seen that have, like, animatic? Forehead wrinkles. Have you seen the animatic for our tenth edition where Gulliman looks like he was no. just birthed out of a tub of dove? Because he's like barely <laughs> alive. He's yeah. barely alive. Well, he's but like, his skincare he's, routine is he's an amazing. animated suit, isn't he? He's a fucking emperor's. He's a yeah, thousand suit basically at this is point. What's keeping him alive? Yeah, like his armor. He's in an iron lung. Yeah, that moves. Yeah. I will say, uh, I'm very getting tired of people comparing Lionel Johnson to literally every character with a gray beard who's ever been on television ever. <laughs> um, yes, he's an old man. Um, but well, if you can zoom in, like we don't have it here, but if you look at the paint job they did in this face, the blending on the layers on the skin is insane. Like they knocked it out of the park with a paint job in this model, too. It's just contrast. Um, <laughs> just contrast. <laughs> The heavy metal studios taking a budget cut 2023. Uh, you know, so yeah, it's just I think his model gives off like some like big Gran Torino energy. Like he's gonna say something like a little racist. Like I think that's that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that I when I look at the lion, that's what I see. I'm excited for right wing memes to just be photoshopped <laughs> over his face. Oh, no. To make oh. him like the <laughs> to, to make him like Clint Eastwood and all of those things. You can yeah. pry my shield 
Oh, sorry, you can pry my brooch from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> That's sure There's nasty. nothing more manly than that. Uh, moving, moving on, we have this guy here. Is I think this is the last we're going to talk about Lionel Johnson here. Uh, but Danny, it's what momentous, are by the way. Like even even as it is, like it's myself, huge. it's huge. It's a Primark, guys. Like like this is Primark. Like we t- don't they, they they they've been trickling them out, but it's Primark, guys. This is big. This is big. Um, but yeah, this next one, Danny, <laughs> didn't we do this? Didn't we do this joke already? <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's a little bit. Yeah, this is a better one, though. This yeah, is a better version. Yeah, yeah. The one I did earlier, I had to factor in the fact I was talking about a Victorian poet beforehand for comedy. Uh, this one is just more the original joke. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I think that Lionel's got a bit of a of a. Pete the Falcon passing a kidney stone vibe to his facial expression there. <laughs> but look, okay, look at the paint job on his face. Look at that face. That is a gorgeous paint job. It's amazing. That I want to know what set. I don't want to know what set of hands uh, painted that. I don't want to know the person. Guinness Workshop was right on the money for that one. Don't give a yep. shit who painted it. I just want to see the hands. I just want to see their hands. But what I put this up there for, Danny, is this was a tweet apparently sent by Grandmaster Ezreal. Is my dad, who's been in a coma for 10,000 years and presumed dad, texted me this. Um, Danny, dad's home. Uh, what happens with Ezreal now? Well, Ezreal's known he's alive this whole time. He's yeah. been keeping that secret, so I don't think anything happens. He just it like wasn't widely known. On the head. Like no one else knew that he was just fucking having a nap? Uh, I think probably just Azrael and maybe Ezekiel. I think oh, that's so the chat, I thought I thought everyone knew that he was on the on the rock. No. On the rock. Do rocks. you not think? Do you not <laughs> think the Imperium would be a little bit pissed if they're like, "Hey, um, so Abaddon uh, ripped the galaxy in half, and we can't communicate with this side." I'm also just uh, you know, super powerful right now. And then I was like, "Hey, my model train set not quite finished yet. I'm gonna finish working on this hill over here." If it's good enough for Rod Stewart. I get that. That was a good joke, John. Yeah, that was very subtle. Thank you. Appreciate that. Lionel Um, trains, guys. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. Are you familiar with that? Actually, that one. I've done everything I can to not be a train guy, so I don't know any brands. Look, Um, we're just we're just train guys who think we're cooler, but really we're exactly the fucking same. There's there's zero difference between four people and train people. Look, I'm on the divergent timeline, okay, and that. (laughs) There's oh. no there's, the the tracks will not cross like okay? the movie Divergent. Mm-hmm. This is this is the uh, timeline where I don't get into trains. I get into more something of a much Hunger better. More, more, more of a young adult kind of. <laughs> you're you, you're a slut universe kind of guy. Uh, but Denny, Val, how do you think the Imperium is going to react to this? Because this is again major news. Like when Gulliman returned, it was like, oh, God has returned. We're so lucky to see the Primarch. And now well, there's what was like, his role? What was his role before he vanished? What was his deal? Like, so like, oh, sorry, before he went for his nap, like what was his, what, did Gilliman, was Gilliman uh, already sort of in a position of like elevated yeah. leadership amongst them? I think the line was like, I mean, knocked out of the fight. Like, cause he got knocked out during the heresy by Luther. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was in stasis even by the time they made like Codex Astartes and stuff like that. So I think like after the heresy, he just wasn't around anymore. So, you know, so, maybe he's going to have to figure that out. Yeah. Maybe you just say, like, he wakes up and Azrael's like, okay, so there's this book we have to follow 
your brother wrote this book. It's re- it's really taken off. You're like, you um, bring me four thousand of my men. He's like, about that. So we can't do that anymore. <laughs> I've got some bad news, sir. <laughs> Good thing but, you can draw hey, on all the unforgiven because the Dark Angels can kind of operate at Legion strength just in their different like successor chapters because they all kind yeah. of work together. They so. sure do. Hey, but you know what? Uh, Azrael and new 40k wasn't the only thing that was announced at Adepticon last week in the preview what? panel. Uh, we also got uh, these guys here. Baby Marines live too, bitch. Oh, uh, guys, <laughs> thoughts thoughts on these new Terminators? Or Val, thoughts of me using the same joke three times in a row for two different models? I th- I am actually super Lazy disappointed Ryan. by this. I'm going to be the only person on the planet who's going to poo-poo these fucking Terminators. But here's why. And I've, I've struggled to explain this to anyone so far, so why don't I fail one more time? Okay. Uh, Love it. At so, least we can monetize this one. The prime, So, like, if you notice, like, the way they've been redoing lines of miniatures, and also, the, by the way, the Seraphon also were revealed. Oh, my God, oh, dude. God, that, um, that's going to get me an Age of Sigmar. Holy uh, it, they're, those, are, those are boner jams. They're really yeah. awesome. And why, I think, is because, much like Primaris Marines, they aren't just embiggened. They are actually remixes of Seraphon. They take lizard menliness, and uh, they add some new features to it. There's a new design motif to them. This mm-hmm. is literally a Terminator that has been clicked on in the top right corner of its window and stretched Plus 25% out. size. Well, yeah, I... it was resized uh, right down all like this. This Terminator struggles with the same problems that old Terminators did as far as proportions are concerned, where his head is in relation to his shoulders. Um, like the just the fact That's that true. it doesn't look menacing or particularly nimble, like yeah. Uh, Dickie, this is a, this is a very up. ancient design style that I think I would have much rather have seen. Uh, <laughs> Dicky, go pull up uh, slide eleven here, real quick, and we'll, we'll pull this up here because what kind of uh, Val was talking about here uh, was was sort of the thing. If we go to slide eleven, uh, was the 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 way the Terminator stands and the pose within the suit that you're sort of talking about. Um, or we just go through all my jokes. I, love I think they're more proportional. Um, like I think that they've done so they're that. More proportional, Danny. So thoughts on the new Terminators? Val, obviously, and again, here we go. That's kind of like the pose you, you have to go to. And the guy says, uh, "Brothers, rearrange your spines for the Emperor. It's a huge honor to break your neck to fit in a suit." Um, but Danny, what do you feel about the the new Terminators? Um, are you disappointed we're not getting Primaris Terminators? Are you happy that they're keeping kind of a classic motif? Because regardless of what happens, this is a really kind of classic Space Marine look. I So I'm interested to see if they actually do decide to keep uh, Firstborn stuff in the fluff and they mm. just decide to keep the Terminator design because it's so iconic for the Space, right. For space Marines, right? So like they may make them into prime like primaris inside of these new suits of terminator armor i think that's like probably likely but i don't i don't know any of the i don't know if they're gonna even mention it in the fluff at all do you get what i'm saying though like the like a primaris space marine like an intercessor yeah is a tactical marine yeah but he's not a tactical marine you know what i mean so like there could have been a term assessor uh that is a terminator workshop that name but but is 
but is you know, but is but is like uh, like I don't know, a, a further evolution of that that design and that concept. This looks like an well, old. This just like looks like an. This looks like fan service. That's what this looks like. It I mean, feels that's exactly like really what lame yeah. fan service. Well, yeah, well, okay. and I don't like I don't it. Agree with that. I mean, so, you're so talking I'm, about potentially. Well, no, Lionel Johnson. Iconic. Lionel Johnson is fan service, bona fide fan service, and it is fucking sick. Because they did so, they made some really awesome choices with it. They did like cool things. They told the story with it. This is just the same he, shit, a little bit. He's bigger. a brand new model. Like, like you have to, you have to remember that the Terminator is like the face of Space Marines. Like even more than a tactical marine. Like a ter- like Terminators it's are way more Crusade, popular. Space Hulk. Like right. it's, it's been an iconic like throughout the range. Still got skinny of, ass legs. Yeah, Dickie and go. If you want to, yeah, perfect site. Go right there. Well, like we found out uh, while uh, Mike Brandt was talking and explaining everything for everybody that um, the people inside that Terminator suit could either be firstborn or Primaris. Uh, what are your guys' thoughts about this? Is this going to be like the the kind of the start of it not mattering anymore and the start of kind of the melding of the types until there's only just Space Marines again? Okay. I mean, I hope they get rid of firstborn altogether Like, because I think that they're... I think it's done. Do you think? Do you think as firstborn, as in like the Primaris firstborn cut gets retconned out, or just that like everyone's Primaris and the firstborn are just a legacy thing? I mean, I think I think yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna start trimming back on the firstborn stuff as time more and more and more as time goes on. I mean, you're seeing all the characters transitioning to Primaris. They're not really releasing any more firstborn firstborn models. I was so, struggling to think about when the last firstborn firstborn model was released, and outside of like Grey Knights, I think was the last thing I could think of. But even then, yeah, Crow, uh, Crow was was scaled up yeah. uh, to be it's sort of in line. The same as the Chaos Chaos guys do that too, right? Like like the even, even like the Chaos Space Marine re, re, relaunch are all slightly shorter than Primaris Marines, but they're much larger in stature sure. than, than the models. Yeah. Released. Um, Danny, are you disappointed Primaris Terminators weren't a thing? So I know that was a rumor for the longest time. I don't really care. I mean, they already kind of have Primaris Terminators and aggressors. Like the Mark, the Mark Ten armor is basically Terminator is is effectively Terminator armor for like all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Bell, turn off your macro setting. <laughs> I don't know how to well, fix it. Oh Christ! GW has infiltrated his webcam, so only oh, his hands are in focus now. Yeah, because it's um, just because you put your hand there, it was able to. <laughs> uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, GW saying on the stream? the The reason that the design hasn't changed is because not even Belisarius Cowell can, knows how to recreate or improve upon the Terminator armor. Thoughts on him being able to make everything have a grab engine, but not being able to make a suit that breaks someone's neck. Uh, no. Okay, perfect. Love it. Let's move on. That says to me that that says to me that they were told that uh, they had to sell uh, boxes of of just the same Terminators, and the writers were like, "Fuck you." That's what that is, that's what that feels like to me. That feels like like they didn't even try to justify like why. Why primary? Why why someone who's supposed to be a foot taller can fit in this at the same clip as someone who's a foot shorter, even though to start with it doesn't look platform. like anyone can fit in those things. Yeah, platform yeah. sure, okay, whatever. Let's, but like, 
like, like I, it's just, they're bad. It's a bad thing. It should have been like a limited edition box set. Don't you love Terminators? Here you go. Remember when you were kids? All right, moving on. Like maybe that's what they should have done for this. Yeah. And then given us Primaris Terminators, aka Gravis Marines, we already have those. Are you guys, because we saw the teasers last week, and we were sort of thinking they were going to do a new edition of Space Hulk, because it had been a while, we haven't seen a new box game in a while. Are you guys disappointed that we're not getting a new Space Hulk? <laughs> Danny? Uh, I mean, I, Space Hulk is cool. I don't know. I mean, it's not... I don't know. I, I mean, I bought the last Space Hulk. I'll, I'd probably buy another copy of Space Hulk if they release it. I like playing Space Hulk. It's a fun game. Yeah. But... <laughs> I've never played Space Hulk. Uh, oh, I'm sure it's good. It's pretty fun. Um, the only thing I was I was going to uh, say was I was kind of hoping that it's, that everyone who thought 10th edition was coming and like all these rumors were in fact just rumors of a new edition of Space Hulk and like that was what was being announced. And 10th edition doesn't didn't come and like that would have been my, that was what I was kind of hoping for. But. If I was in the GW design studio and I kept on seeing internet rumors of Space Hulk, I'd be like, what? That, no. Why, why would you guess that? Um, oh, by the way, Chad as well, letting us know, Val. Kind of staying on your back a little bit here. That's uh, where it says, this looks like fan service, says the man that goes full mast at Tomb King's Kapesh art. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, that's all the Tomb King stuff releases. Is it's just all fan service? That's the, oh, I mean, that's oh, the entirety okay. of the old world. It's just yeah. fan service. It's an entire game system based on nostalgia. It's like hopefully uh, not a Phantom Menace style nostalgia cash in, and, and more of a okay. You know, there are good ways one. to do fan service and shitty ways to do fan service. Okay, guys, that's all I'm saying here. Mandalorian versus whatever the Obi Wan was. Uh, I'm going to ask you to shut your damn mouth, sir. That was yeah. a spectacular <laughs> series. You liked truly, Obi-Wan? You um, didn't? Look, this is not a Star Wars podcast, but it did true. No. If, you true think I'm, if you think I'm grumpy about 40K. Holy crap. Okay, Disney has killed any last interest I've had in Star Wars. More so uh, since everything moved on. I'd moved, I'd accepted the prequels. Yeah, I broke Disney up. just rolling was just like hey do you want two new star wars movies in a series every year until you're dead cool here it is and i'm like no thank you uh obi-wan i felt was delightful and, and wonderful and i enjoyed seeing broken obi-wan uh literally bury a man in a rock coffin i will <laughs> hear no evil about it rogue one mandalorian andor those are all fucking amazing things rogue uh, rogue one uh, rogue one is, is great Rogue One is an yeah. abomination to modern You're just, cinema. you're just bad. Like, I don't understand how anyone, how, <laughs> how, like, maybe, maybe I, maybe I thought too highly of you. Maybe that's basically what I'm learning right now. Rogue One is a terrible movie. An abomination. Oh, makes, it's, oh, it's it's awful. God, it's just name. Okay, Val, name four characters of the ten primary cast from Rogue One. I don't know. Why does it matter? Because it's not memorable. It's shitty characters doing things that don't make sense. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, moving on. Right, John, if we made one of the Star Wars of the of the original Star Wars movies, no one would know any of the characters' names. Ooh, this okay. Moving on. This is this is inflammatory, uh, and we don't have time uh, for me to go in a forty-five minute rant dissertation. I'll have you know. Guys, yeah, we've only got 20 minutes. Know, I, I have, I have 
upper division elective credits in Star Wars. So, <laughs> hey, like your appeal to authority story. is bullshit, John. You're talking about something that's <laughs> you're talking about something that's purely a matter of opinion. That's all good. It turns out chat has terrible opinions as well. Uh, so we're going to move on to uh, <laughs> tinfoil hat time. Uh, okay. This guy here, uh, and, and I just seen in chat here, Dickie, he's never been able to see slide numbers, which makes me seem foolish for months now <laughs> saying slide numbers. Uh, we're going to go to the one that's the baby Terminator beside the, uh, the new Terminator. Boom. And it says, step, step one, publish rules for boarding Thanks, actions. Step two, <laughs> Modify the points value so the death wing is over the top. Step three, sell the Terminator boxes and empty the warehouses. Step four, bring out the new Terminators that everyone wants. Uh, Danny Val, do you believe a company uh, that can actually plan uh, a proper release schedule for a lot of their things and or availability of product would plan to this level for Terminator sales? 100% now. I mean, I don't agree with the with the foundation of your question. Look, we don't all go to law school. Some of us have to take fucking Star Wars classes, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go from there. But pulling that back up to, to get to what you said, I actually super like the new Terminators now because when you compare it to one of the old ones, like pr proportionally, so much better. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at the legs. They're just so much better. It's not much better, guys. Danny's not actually looking at Terminators right now. He's looking at some. <laughs> oh some yes, sorry, let me close screen. these windows in my browser. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, oh, sorry, I'm just reeling after everything that's transpired so far. I can't. I don't even know what he said. What did he say? <laughs> what was the question? Show, show's canceled. We have differing opinions. Uh, we, we have differing anymore, opinions. Like... We, have, we have differing opinions about subjective media. Uh, so therefore, God, we over, can't be friends finished. anymore. The show's show's over. That's it. Back it's a rift. It's a rift. We've only we've only proved over the last four weeks that it's very easy to replace me behind this desk. So I'm very secure in it. Um, only quite literally. Actually, uh, you still ran the show. Oh, for only in its most literal sense, yeah. Uh, but Danny, I'm sorry you were saying before we move on. Oh yeah, on. now well now that we have the power of this this bot that can replicate human speech, I mean we've got plenty of clips of you. I can feed it. And we can just write the show that way. <laughs> That's true. And you write the script like an idiot, so we oh, don't. We do. can just plug. We can just we just fully replace you with a robot. I think next week we should just do that. We can just have me very boredly playing on my phone the entire time while I just press buttons for for the voice text thing to, to kind of keep going and then like because it sounds like a dead emotionless person I'd just be like ha 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 good one Val. um <laughs> part of so new warhammer this uh, the notes for this episode was titled 10th times the charm and part of that was a complete <laughs> yeah that's a great that's a great episode good one. title right there good one uh, part of the charm of that is they are getting rid of everything starting again from the ground up with all new data sheets and we retreated to the the preview of one of those data data sheets um the data sheet for the model that literally no one was crying for an update of the data sheet that every turned player already owns 300 models of uh, the Termagon. Uh, but, Danny, take us through uh, this new data sheet. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? So, 
all the stats are still present on the sheet that you would have in ninth edition. So you still have movement, uh, weapon skill, ballistic skills, strength, toughness, uh, wounds, uh, and leadership. Although the leadership is significantly different. I'm really interested to see exactly how the morale phase works now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that, that set has obviously changed very much. Um, and then they've integrated ballistic skill attacks, uh, ballistic skill and attacks, and also weapon skill and strength into each weapon's profile. Um, so it kind of makes it a one-stop shop. You, I mean, you, I mean, I don't know if there's going to be a lot of modifiers in this edition as far as strength values go and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, but we'll have to see. Um, that might make it uh, a little bit weird, but probably not. Um, Val- it'll also be cool to kind of differentiate like a power fist on a captain versus a power fist on like, uh, like a veteran sergeant. Yeah. Um, so hold on a second here. This is actually yeah. a nuance I have not picked up on. So the yeah. weapon skill and the ballistic skill. So the hit and the, the hit and the strength mm-hmm. is unique to the, and the attacks. Is it unique to the weapon or is that unique to the weapon, to the weapon. on the model? So like to, every well, to the weapon on the model. So like yeah. you can differentiate different weapons on different squads as being just different. So like a space marine captain can punch someone better with a power fist than the space marine sergeant could. Isn't that already what happens? Like if a space marine captain has weapon skill two up, sure, and he has a power fist. Sure, but if You're the strength wrong. is different, yeah, but the strength the be different, the damage different. could be different, but his strength um, would be different. Could be different. I don't basically all I see is um, I see this as making it more difficult to like put into a database correctly. Maybe they're trying to Waha proof their uh, their their rule set. I I actually think it's easier to update balance for models this way because you don't have to change a weapon profile like at its source if it's wrong. You can just change the profile on a particular card um or or unit data sheet i I don't know i I like that i like that a lot yeah val does this make you more or less interested in playing? i just don't get i don't i I legitimately don't understand what what why this is better at all because like and maybe that's i I might i'm not trying to be annoying i promise you i'm trying to talk this through so no what what i see is these data cards being uh refreshed so when campaign supplements come out, you get termagants from the Ultima sector, and that is your data sheet for this tournament season. Or you have these kind of things, and it grows and changes. What I see is a way to sell you codex updates frequently without entire codexes. So they're putting all of the rules in the Man. card. That is super cynical. Um, I don't really see these rules not being free anymore. I think that's kind of one of the one of the things they touted, right? Uh, they said day one rules would be free, but they said they would be replaced by codexes eventually. My, but as my vote can start playing right away. As I as I'm just sitting here thinking about looking, if I look at that card, perhaps the reason why they move the um the I I'm thinking okay, so the ballistic skill, I assume, and the weapon skill is probably na- is native to the model, not the weapon. Correct. And mm-hmm. the only reason they would move it there is because you are referencing ballistic skill when you're shooting the weapon. So that is probably why ballistic yeah. skill is no longer on that headline. Everything else in the headline chart would be referenced when, like, independently of of the of the of of another value. So, that's, like, that's not necessarily true. 
I think that might be a that might just be for ease of reference. I think. I mean, I think it is too. I think it's a lot easier to read and say, okay, I do this. I don't have to reference back and forth between a web yeah. profile and a model profile. Yeah, I can just roll dice. But yeah. also, it allows some differentiation between different units that may use the same weapon. But so, like does, that is already make, happening. It does make something well, simpler as well because right now for power fists or thunder hammers, you don't now have to add minus one to the hit roll because you can just bake that into the base profile. Correct. So you can make captains hit with some weapons better than others. Also, they you know a captain's thunder hammer might be different than the thunder hammer that's on a tactical squad. Like in that, like not necessarily that the attacks are different and the weapon skills different because obviously that would be that would probably be different. But they mm-hmm. could change damage. They could change armor penetration. Because remember, we're going to have a great reduction in the amount of relics and warlord traits and ways to like kind of custom build, like kind of cu- really customize characters. Mm-hmm. so it there's i mean you're gonna have to differentiate those characters from like a sergeant it's gonna seem really silly if the thunder hammer is the same regardless of who wields it so i mean we'll see we'll see how that works but it's interesting because like you're getting away from you're getting away because like one of the other things of this and i don't know if i'm spoiling later but like they talk about usrs coming back sure and one of the one of the yeah. issues with usrs was that like you have Which, like, uh, universal special rules universal way, special for rules. people listen to us who don't talking shop here guys i'm flexing a bit here like i'm not the old dog has a few tricks okay <laughs> i remember so uh, no it's had a wheel of block so basically they use the example of deep strike and they, they talk about how deep strike you know you have 17 different words for deep strike on a billion different data cards and they're all just deep strike and so that why not just have one rule for deep strike and so philosophically that makes sense to me right so like having a mm-hmm. central thing that like everyone draws from and i and, I, and so that's why making every instance of a bolt gun unique seems to run counter to that do you know what i mean what's the difference the difference is is everyone has a bolt gun they know what the the, the consistent but not everybody has the same bolt gun what i'm saying is it's like stern guard right. veterans have a different bolt gun, for instance, than normal the normal models do. But then they get a different bolt gun. But they, they just they get a stern guard bolt gun that has but different. It's all rules. referenced on this one character card, so you don't have to go back and look at what the stats of a bolt gun are. Like so, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand like realistically what the difference is between those two. But between like looking at looking at a profile in a like a like a like a. Uh, like an like an index in the back of the book that has all the weapon profiles to see what it does, and just looking at the unit card where all of that information is displayed automatically for your unit. Yeah, it's well, it's it's new. I mean, it's, it's just I, I don't know. It, sure. Like yeah, we'll see. Your your points are valid, Val. I'm not saying that. I'm not. I'm not I'm trying just, to discount them. I just, I'm just. I'm not necessarily seeing the value. Like like I'm not necessarily seeing the value. It doesn't mean there isn't value. It means sure. I'm not immediately getting what the value of this I is think for their system. It adds and especially a granul- from a reducing complexity perspective. Well. It adds a granularity to, to what they can fix and how they can fix things uh, easily because you just update If it's free. I, yeah, and I know you've been out of the game for a while, but like it seems like there's a lot of builds on particular units that are just automatically the best build. And so and it will always able- be thus. Sure, but I think this allows you to change a data card and then like you don't have to change plasma guns, for instance. You can just change a unit's plasma guns. 
So you don't have to change all plasma guns, just Dark Angels plasma guns. Right. Or just things like that. Um, yeah. We'll get more into it. We're we'll going to have, Dan, I mean, this we're is gonna have Danny's hot takes and Val's valid takes, which I think is now what we're going to call those because I kind of like that a little bit. But uh, <laughs> we've gone a little too long just talking about Warhammer. Why don't we shit on stuff for a little bit? Guys, uh, I asked in the uh, Grim Court, our, our very own Discord here, what is the worst thing to happen in Warhammer 40,000 uh, game? Uh, and we got so these great responses. Yeah, guys, I screen cap oh your God. shit now. That's right. Hold on a minute. Um, Before <laughs> we look at this, John, yeah. can I just, okay. why, you're using a white background on Discord? Who the fuck doesn't know what, what you, dark mode what, is? Are you a sociopath? No, on, wonder, no wonder you hated Rogue One. You just got <laughs> problems, man. It's very empirical. Uh, I did it because it's easier to read for me uh, with his cool Doonesbury glasses. Um, <laughs> Doonesbury. Uh, oh, man. Have, Someone, someone's got have, a Google fucking alert set up for Doonesbury. Just woke up, like, startled at a desk. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Am someone I referenced, again? Someone referenced no. Doonesbury again. What year Second it? time in two weeks. <laughs> his YouTube algorithms is trending upwards. It's doubled in two weeks. <laughs> but yeah, we asked our, our 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 captive audience there, literally captive audience, what the worst thing that happened in Warhammer was. And guys, we're gonna go through some of these. Uh, we have Finecast. Uh, what's your opinion on Finecast? Oh man, well, as a guy as a guy who's gotten into collecting old fantasy collections, I I dodged a lot of Finecast because like sort of when I came into 40k, they were moving everything over to plastic kits. Uh, so I didn't really like the the fine cast hell cannon, for example, is perhaps like it is it is it is a, it is a, it is it's actually a lot like the thunderfire cannon uh, from 40k. It is it is it is one of those models that is better to buy from China, like it is a higher quality to just buy buy the bootleg of it is is the better call oh, than, the, than the fine cast Oh well, did you ever try and build one in metal? Because like. Imagine like all those gaps and stuff like that, trying to fill it in the weight of the model working against itself. I have a completely asymmetrical steam tank that's made of pewter. It's like a like it's it is it is the most mind bending thing to look at. Actually, I'll have to take a picture of it for you. But yes, I know uh, exactly what you mean. We have blast templates. Whatever thoughts on blast templates, old world boys. Um, I, I love yeah. them, but I also don't miss them. No, I agree yeah. with that. Like, I actually I like think that's one of the one things that Ninth Age has going over uh, Warhammer Army's project is that they got rid of blast templates in Ninth Age. That. That makes yeah. sense. I wish I still uh, had, like, so I threw it out after 7th, but I used to have this, like, it was the coolest thing. It was like a slide ruler. So, like, mm -hmm. the, the, the blast was on one thing of it, and then so you would, like, put it over, and then you could just slide it out the exact distance. Oh, that's cool. It was the coolest fucking thing, and it made actually doing it a lot less aggravating and contentious. And I wish I hadn't just thrown it out. Oh well, who would have uh, thought? I never want one again. You and Danny uh, both answered the same thing here, which was uh, blowing up the old world. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, the complete holocaust of of an entire line of characters and narratives, I think, is oh, a uh, terrible thing to happen to work. Incredibly popular it too. I became would their 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 thing here. However, uh, this guy disagrees with all of you here. 
<clears throat> hopefully in the next slide, I went back and covered up his name in time and Dickie's refreshed. Uh, but he says the worst thing that ever happened in Warhammer is this golden ticket nonsense. No, he didn't. Amazing. Uh, it's the wor- <laughs> <laughs> this golden ticket Joe? nonsense is the worst thing to happen to Warhammer ever. Just vile. Wow. Okay. Um, he's very opinionated about that golden ticket. Um, he's just why does this person one. believe that guy's just like, gonna turn into a giant blueberry by the end of the movie? <laughs> is 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 that the thing that we're at this point where this golden ticket is sort of like a, a vaunted item for casuals and a, a nuisance for competitive players who maybe don't want to pay airfare? Uh, I don't know from what perspective that person is is shitting on the golden ticket concept. Um, uh, like for for example, I don't know if very good. Thanks, much better. Dickie, thank you. There you go. Good work. In Dickie's defense, I did add that box about three minutes ago when I noticed it like, was still yeah, there. Like three seconds ago is when you added it. <laughs> uh. So, like, I don't know if he thinks that it, it garners elitism, if it makes people, like, more likely to cheat. Like, there's all kinds of, like, weird, like, uh, like some of all fears type things that the Golden Ticket could have listened to people. I have no idea where he's coming from. Uh, I will say there are a lot of things I find not great about the Golden Ticket process, namely that the independent tournament scenes pay for the Golden Ticket. Thank God you didn't say circuit. We would have been in real trouble if you did. Would we? No, we're, we're, uh, we're not. Well, that doesn't that. exist, bruh. The international <laughs> tournament circuit. Uh, but like the like, so like anyway, it's uh, I don't know. Okay, so like your your beef with golden tickets is that Games Workshop is making these small like these independent tournaments like pay for pay for tickets. It's. I think the the player's assumption would be that GW is giving you a free ride, and it's not that. I mean, they're, they're, they're back in the day, entrance to the event. Back in right? the day, it was back in the day. GW yeah. gave a free ride, well, full ride to Imagine Vegas or whatever. You, you win a golden ticket for your tournament on the west coast of Australia, and you're like, "Hell yeah!" And GW's like, "Here is your ticket to a place in America. Please provide several thousand dollars uh, for a plane ticket, and then also hotel accommodation at an exclusive resort, which, while beautiful, is miles away from any other accommodation." So what's a big what's a big event in Australia? How many how many people in two fifty six? They get they get that oh, big. Oh, like right, the size of the event? Yeah. Uh, I would I I don't know I don't think they've I, maybe they've had a two fifty six event and I could be but I'd be surprised. So I, two I think, let's say it's two hundred. So like yeah. that means that the the cost of that event if you have one golden ticket it's probably about two grand to get to the United States from Australia. Mm-hmm. So it's probably ten bucks a ticket. For for the privilege of having that as a prize, why doesn't GW just do an event in Australia, and then send the winner to like? There's a lot. Like this is also, in fairness too. Like again, I don't want to be too shitty here. Like this is also the first iteration of this. So like this is like fair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe this is awesome, and like GW is like, you know what? We're gonna start covering the things and like investing even more heavily in this. Who knows? Um, But yeah, (laughs) guys. We're, we're not going to have time to get to the biomass jar this week. Look, I'm an LVO we... guy, okay? The LVO is the friggin' Super Bowl, and this is in November before the Super Bowl. 
So it is the worst thing that ever happened to Warhammer. This is like the XFL finals uh, right before. <laughs> I know sports. I can make sports. Just arena references. football. Yeah. I do, love, gonna... I do love the concept of an event where you have to qualify. I love oh, it. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh absolutely. Been, yeah, yeah, I have been yeah. going deep on some old Garage Hammer podcasts where they interview the US Masters organizer from from Fantasy Days. And like they had subcommittees and regions and chair people. It was a very like detailed and like awesome way to to run a competitive thing and play That's into my... a very highly competitive event. Yeah. So I That's think That's why Fantasy you know, died. It was the bureaucracy. Uh, the it killed it. Yes, it was the, <laughs> the uh, red tape killed the fantasy. The, you you mean the unofficial, was... like masters tournament that Games Workshop didn't didn't do anything with? Yeah, that was absolutely that definitely killed the a hundred percent. Guys, That's we're right. gonna uh, skip. We're, GW Brexited the old world uh, ahead of <laughs> to similar economic uh, conditions for ahead of everyone else. Uh-huh. Uh, we're gonna skip past the biomaster. We're gonna go straight down to the red backgrounded slides that have questions. Uh, guys, we have a Patreon. We're shields for money now. Uh, oh, if you were on there. You can ask us questions, and I will ask the guys on the show whatever you like. The one thing I'm being told by my producer we're not allowed to do because the tank's viewership is for me to rant about Star Wars in an academic way. Uh, <laughs> but we will bring up uh, this first question that we have here for you guys. Uh, it's going to be one, very... One one... De- delay for time. It's, uh, it's thinking about it. Amazing. So, yeah. Uh, again, I'm told to delay for time. Yeah. So, yeah, shill. Uh at 40k grim on patreon uh give us a dollar or don't i don't really care uh, i just like uh, uh asking questions here grimafterdark.com uh, for all all necessary yep. and uh, relevant links to uh to patreon youtube podcast when i remember to post a podcast i'm so sorry shit i'm three behind after that i'm three behind good god okay we're, awesome. this is it's gonna change tomorrow tomorrow it changes catch up uh, podcast it'll be different game. tomorrow i promise baby if you go to <laughs> grimafterdark.com hopefully soon there'll be a link up there where you can go to frontlinegaming.org uh the best Ooh. online retailer for warhammer products um buy stuff through that code give us a little kickback uh from this anyway, stuff here yeah we get some money yeah. on that don't we yeah just, just a little bit there yeah, got, um, I got an email, Reese, man. Just a second. Just keep delaying. <laughs> Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey's Sorry. asking. What are we setting up? Uh, Kelsey's asking, died. is that oh. what the chat room is for? And I'm like, uh, no, the chat room is is for uh, just, it's a weird little community of amazing people. Uh, Burns is going to pay for a Star Wars rent. That'll probably be an exclusive somewhere else where I'll just go. Uh, scene by scene and do a breakdown of why does anyone have a question okay so here's here's something well i actually yeah. uh, have been asking uh chat gpt4 uh a yeah. uh, that's, the, that's the newest chat gpt everybody uh yeah. questions along the way uh going back it uh, it had four different points about uh, the comparison between lionel johnson and lionel johnson um okay. uh so the uh, most obvious connection is obviously the names uh, it yep. also has it, it brings up poetry and symbolism, um, uh, uh, which, uh, in which uh, uh, Lionel uh, uses darkness, isolation, and the struggle between light and dark. These themes are also present in the character of Lionel Johnson, who leads True. the Dark Angels. This is a right fucking on. computer coming up with this, guys. Um, anyway, it's too much for me. In, I can't handle it. In, in a year's time, my my degree path will be useless because it'll be able to be done by a computer. No, but you just uh, gotta get really good. You, same. 
Basically, we all just become the Oracle at Delphi. So we all have to just learn how to talk to the computer really good. Fair. And that, uh, that's how yeah. we'll differentiate ourselves. We're going to jump in here. Uh, Krieger Bot Chaz asks, will there be Grim After Dark wheeling widgets for the old world? Obviously, there'll be 87.4 <laughs> degrees instead of 90, as was standard in fantasy. No, Guys, <laughs> it can't be, it has to be based on the, width, on the size of the unit. Like I don't understand this reference. <laughs> uh, Danny, please. What, what, what? Is, what is, what's the joke? Why, what's this 87.4? I don't get it. No, no. It, the important <laughs> thing is not that it's a 90 degree like wheeling arc. It, it matters how far the unit wheels based on how <laughs> wide the unit is. It, not, none of that other stuff matters. <laughs> Fuck. No, I just want to show you guys like the golden age of this is an actual games workshop device oh, i have that this th i and like i didn't even understand what it was for a long time this is a measurement thing it is it's a sick measurement thing look at that little dial at the top it's like a measurement um, compass yeah on that note uh we are trying to get some merch out we are trying to talk to our friends at frontline gaming how are you going to kicker uh, to get objective markers and mats until Ooh. that point just keep buying from those people because uh, they make top quality products yeah, that's pretty good uh, yeah absolutely uh moving on next question we have uh, mark m what marine models should we start painting now to prepare for 10th oh probably not anything from the older editions yeah maybe, maybe not any tactical marines yeah i wouldn't uh, yeah i'd say anything that's a uh, firstborn I, I like you think all the vehicles get like scrubbed like i, I don't know i feel like they're gonna get yeah. they're just gonna be chaos kits man I will yeah, say maybe. I am really freed by the fact a new edition is coming because when I'm painting and modeling now, I'm just doing whatever. Just whatever seems cool at the time because who is it good? Who knows? Whereas <laughs> right now, I'm like, I got it. Before, I was like, I'm going to the GW Open in Seattle. I'm like, I got to paint up this unit because it's going to be the I'm fucking amazing. I have to go with this one. And now I'm like, ah, who even knows if it's good or not? It's going to be a whole new edition by then anyway. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, right. And then... Lastly, that is like the nicest sorry, thing Dan, about new were... editions is everything is everything yeah. is for a very brief moment good, uh, so that is cool. Fell, have you yeah. looked at Conquest yet? This is a message from the chat. Have I looked at Conquest yet? Uh, yes. Uh, whenever Tech Priest Sticky goes, "Hey, have you looked at Conquest yet?" and and then I'm like, "Yeah, I guess it's pretty cool." Yeah. Okay. I I don't know. I'm in too many space things. I've been it's doing Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. So. And you like it? I don't it? want to do another thing. Oh, I see. Okay. No, that's fair. Also, I really want to do Shatterpoint. I think Shatterpoint is my nice game. Oh, yeah. Is that like math? That Shatterpoint to... is uh, Marvel Crisis Protocol, but with Star Wars. Uh, and I'm very excited for that and one. I love Marvel Crisis Protocol. I do. Ooh. And I do love Ahsoka. Looks amazing. Uh, Danny will probably split a starter set. Um, Sick. We'll probably just buy two starter sets because that's where yeah, we're at. Well, um, probably not. We should probably just split one. Yeah. And buy some measuring you... tools. Like, but yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, anyway, uh, last question here. Danny, this one is specifically for you. Where is the Patreon tier to make Danny Wah at events? Can't find it. Can't pay him enough. A hundred bucks a month. <laughs> no. Really? You'd, you'd sell yourself no. for a hundred dollars a month? Danny, to we've yell been at a this. tournament? Dude, I yell at tournaments all the, like, all the time anyway. It's because I'm an angry. Do you remember? Special kind of. 
when we were making fun of coaching on our old podcast, Mob Rules, we were making fun of coaching services and we made a coaching service tier. It was, <laughs> we found yeah. out how much the Art of Wars po- uh, coaching was, which was $97 a month. And we made our coaching service $100 a month and we just subcontracted to Art of War. And we're like, this is a really funny joke. What a great joke tier. Until someone subscribed to that tier. And I had to, I had to message them and be like, yeah, no, no, please, no. There was a no $50, there's a $50 chapter tactics tier. And when I took it over from Pablo, uh, I just totally forgot that I took over the Patreon for chapter tactics as well. And like, so like <laughs> someone, someone signed up for the $50 list advice tier. It's like, I just got into the game and I thought you'd ask you guys some questions. I was like, buddy, I don't, I got but no idea. Your choice is Val who hasn't played since seventh edition. Or, uh, <laughs> I, I at, current release, at current release schedule, someone will get back to you in nine to 18 months. Uh, by which case you'll be in for four grand. Oh. Guys, but that's well. I have more, but I think that's a good point to end it for today. Uh, okay. I, I, I don't know if you agree, disagree, uh, but we're now over time uh, by what? a lot, and, and everyone's sleepy in Eastern Canada. Um, but yeah. uh, that's all the time we have for today. Uh, thank you for joining us. We explored the grim darkness of the far future, and especially tenth edition. It's been a huge week for news, and we want to thank you for joining us for this. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our discussion, our insights, and all things Warhammer. Uh, and we will be back next week. Next week, guys, I have a surprise. Guess who's going to be here? Who? You? Dr. Stats himself, Nathaniel Hennig, wants to oh. come back and oh, say shit. the F word twice, I would imagine, is, is the only reason he wants to come back. As he messaged me this afternoon and was like, why isn't the invite link working anymore? The one that he used to book himself with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Until then, GrimAfterDark.com. Follow us on all social media so we feel stalker, stalked, and afraid. Uh, FrontlineGaming.org for all of your service needs. Check out Signals of the Frontline. I think they're still on on Wednesdays. Uh, Until next time, stay safe, stay warhammered, and remember, it's pretty grim after dark.